0: The team is proud to bring you WeFA waves, the sound waves of your career and the F words. The taboo stops here. Let's tackle the tough issues together. Hi, my name is Lindsay Rainwater. I am the founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. We believe that storytelling has a magical way of connecting us all. We give a voice to tough topics and break down any fear of being alone. Weefa Waves is the podcast devoted to the sound waves of your career, giving voice to our global community. Please also enjoy our newest addition to our podcast family, F-Words. We highlight the taboo topics and feature words like fertility, finance, facelift, and fillers. We're going to break down any tough issues that we might face together. Enjoy today's episode of Weefa Waves and F-Words.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the WIFA Waves. I'm Jennifer, and I'm being um, co-hosted with Lisa Greenbaum, who is the mentor for the WIFA Writers Academy. And that's actually what we're going to go into today. We're going to be talking to the writers in the, the WIFA write, Writers Academy. We're going to find out what they're all about, what their goals are, and what they're hoping um, to accomplish as writers with the, with the Writers Academy. So let's get started. Lisa, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit about who you are and why you're doing what you're doing with the Writers Academy? Certainly.
2: Um, So my name is Lisa Greenbaum and I am a yoga therapist by trade specializing in trauma and mental health. I've worked inside the fitness and wellness industry for 20 years and probably about 10 years ago I finally had an opportunity for my first love which was writing to combine with my second love which was movement in a more profound and professional way with opportunities to contribute to um, the CanFit Pro magazine here in Canada. And then that just snowballed out and reignited, as I said, my first love of writing into me keeping a blog, writing regular articles for magazines, and really starting to recognize that there is a huge avenue inside of our industry for writers and people who want to share their story. And so when this program, the Writers Academy was dreamed up and uh, it was Jennifer that reached out and said, look, I'm thinking about this. And I'm like,
0: oh my gosh, yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. I have to be involved because I had already been working in that capacity, but also to be able to help others find their voice uh, just ignited something really powerful inside of me. So I am super honored to be uh, the mentor for the writers Academy and also to be a mentor for these beautiful women that are part of this Academy right now. And yeah, again, to help people find their voice and, um, and really just kind of hone in to the message that, that they want to share out there. So that's it.
1: I think the, I, I, I'm, I'm obviously super excited about the the writer's Academy because just the way that the way that it was born was the idea of how do we get more women in fitness to tell their stories, and we all have a, a channel or a method of communication that we prefer. And what I think is so amazing is that there's so many there's so many women who have these really unique extra skills that are that are complementary to their role in fitness, but but not what they are doing primarily. But it's so it's so essential to build these skills because it it helps I don't know elevate glow everything else. So really quick about the the Writers Academy and in, in the event that you haven't uh, read or heard about it. It's a 60 day mentor led, the mentor being um, Lisa, uh, intensive training program where you work to deadlines and essentially build your portfolio as a writer. So it's intense practice. and And we're going to hear from the participants, how they're experiencing that right now. Um, the the uh, graduates from the academies get their portfolio featured on the WIFA Vox uh, that's, that you can see on our website. And we also have uh, partnerships now with multiple uh, different uh publishers to allow you to audition your work to get directly published in a in a fitness publication. And the latest one is women's health. So that's really, really exciting. Um, so I'm going to call on each of you as I see you in on my screen. I'm gonna start with Emma. Can you tell us who you are, what you do, where you live, and why you joined the Writers Academy.
3: Yes. Thank you. Um, So my name is Emma Marie Broom. That's one whole word. Um, I currently live in Charleston, South Carolina, Um, and I'm a local director for a parks and rec agency, um, kind of like their little community center. In that space, I oversee personal trainers, group fitness instructors, and then all of the um, fitness and wellness marketing and writing and things like that. Um, What was the other question?
1: Why you joined the Writers Academy.
3: Uh, Yes. So I joined the Writers Academy um, because I've been writing, like I said, for my own job um, here and there, kind of what, you know, you just said, Jennifer, it's not my main job, but it is a part of my job that has become very essential. Um, And I've been doing that now for over a year um, in the space of like a blog. But even before then, I was writing regular newsletters for our members and things like that. And Mm -hmm wanted an opportunity to grow Um, I felt like I wasn't getting enough back from like my peers like my coworkers, and I just wanted to be sure that I was doing the best that I can as a a writer for my agency.
1: Wonderful well nice to meet you in the in the Weepa Waves world. Uh, Tani I see you next.
4: Hi, my name is Tani Donkin. I'm a regional personal training manager for Fitness and Lifestyle Group based in Brisbane, Australia. So I support a team of 11 clubs and I support the personal training managers and personal trainers across multiple Good Life Health clubs and Fitness First clubs here. And I'm also the education manager for personal training within Fitness and Lifestyle Group. So I help to organise ongoing CEC accredited courses for personal trainers and group fitness instructors within the business. Um, And the reason that I joined the Writers Academy was because um, I've recently done the Speakers Academy. I love speaking, it's a strength of mine, Um, and I had really big goals within that space. However, writing is a big weakness of mine and something that I've always been quite uncomfortable with. However, it's a big part of my role, Um, and I constantly have writing opportunities that come up as part of my job. Um, I think I've had to write about eight to ten articles in the last year, and I just feel really uncomfortable with it and like I'm not doing a good job. And I'm always getting feedback from the people around me, which are fitness people, but they're fitness people who don't have experience in writing. So I thought this would be a really awesome opportunity to work on my weaknesses and get better at the thing that I already have to do every day. And I know is going to open up further opportunities for the future.
1: Wonderful. It's, it's, so, it's so weird to hear uh, Good Life Fitness Clubs in Australia because there's a big chain of Good Life Fitness Clubs in, in Canada and Different
4: brand, I, but yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And and at that, it it. I think about fifteen years ago, I was a regional personal training manager for Good Life Fitness in Canada, and did essentially what what you're doing. So it's it's funny to hear it mirrored back in that way. Very cool. And Meg, welcome.
3: Hi,
5: my name is Meg. I am currently residing in Brooklyn, New York, um, and it's cold, and my heat isn't working. So we're doing great things. Um, And I run a virtual fitness studio called Thrive Together Movement. Um, It's my own studio. And what we basically focus on is helping women ages 25 to 45, but flexible, uh, discover body freedom through our signature workouts, mindfulness coaching, and body inclusive community. Um, So we're really all about banishing diet culture within the fitness world and using fitness to make people feel powerful, help with mental and emotional health, and just make us feel add to our wellness. And I joined the WeFA Writing Academy because I have been writing for my entire life, but I've been writing fiction, um, fiction and fantasy, which has not super helped me out in the fitness world, I would say, Um, because you can't just write a YA fantasy novel and uh, expect that to get you heard in the fitness world. So I figured since I work in this space, Um, And I love to write. I've been doing it my whole life. I might as well just try to mash the two together and learn how to do that. So
3: that's me.
1: I'm sure there's a ton of transferable skills. All right. Moving forward. Lisa, would you like to kick us off with the first question? Although you might know the answer to it already. I
2: might, but I'm going to ask it anyways. So what is your big, big, hairy, audacious goal as a writer? And
3: I'm going to ask Emma Marie first. Thank you. So my BHAG um, as a writer is that I want to become a full-time writer. I want writing to be my primary um, piece of whatever job I'm doing, Um, preferably like a copywriter um, but if I could be my own writer for my own business, that would also be amazing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically it.
1: When you say it out loud, the universe often conspires to make it happen.
3: That's what I'm hoping.
2: <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Tani, what about you?
4: Uh, I think my BHAG has changed throughout this journey. Initially, it wasn't very big, hairy or audacious. As I just mentioned, it was basically just to to get better at, at the opportunities that are already being put in front of me in terms of writing. Um, but but now I think my, my BHAG has changed and I'm looking to expand further and it would be great to be published on a more regular basis and, and not just have um, these smaller opportunities fall in my lap, but to be published on a regular basis so that I can get my voice out there um, and get my message out there. So it's
2: evolved. Yeah. That's amazing. And and I think it's a natural thing as you get more comfortable with a skill set that you're working on that your goals evolve with it. So I think that's super awesome. And I can absolutely share from experience when I see that published magazine and my name right underneath my words it every single time it just like oh i get all the tingles all the feels meg what about you um
5: so i would say my Bhag in the fitness writing world is to be able to confidently pitch different um publications on a regular basis and get published because as i want to experience that feeling of like look at my name and in a um, general writing sense getting published like all of my writing published obviously I would love to have a novel published at some point um but so just publication all over the place
2: wonderful amazing and as Jennifer said when you say it out loud the universe
1: listens and that that, that's why we ask them and that's why we set them I I just think there's something, there's something so powerful, like when you, when you read something that's so clearly articulated that can make you, that can make you relate and and really understand and comprehend something in a new way. So it's from an, from an expression standpoint, and like, I, I, you all express yourselves so clearly. So to be able to translate that kind of explanation into the written word is just going to help you be so much more powerful and turn your volume up a little bit more. So I think that's, uh, that's amazing. And we, we need more of you and more people committed like you to, uh, to, to, to tell the story and connect with people that way. So my question, and I'll do I'll go in reverse. I'll start with Meg. So what's what's one of your big takeaways since starting the the Writers Academy? What what's a connection or a learning that you've made or had?
5: Um, well, one of my biggest takeaways is absolutely the benefit of outlines. We love an outline now because I, I when I was writing, I would just just go for it. And then it would be disjointed thoughts. I, it would take me forever to write because I didn't know where I was going next. And now that we've had to start doing outlines for the course, it's just, everything flows much more easily. And we love an outline. I think
1: that's my yes. biggest takeaway. Plan, prep and execute. Yes. Yes.
2: Tawny. I love to hear that. Sorry. I just, I love to hear it because I know I feel the same way too. It's like every Every group, it's the same like, oh, why do I have to do this? But then you do a few and you're like, okay, yeah, sorry. I get it. It makes sense.
4: Well, um, I'm going to absolutely echo what Meg said. And for me, my biggest takeaway has also been the outlines. So thank you, Lisa, for introducing us to, to outlines because I always just look at the page. I don't know where to start. I have absolutely no idea. And I've actually found the outline to be really easy because the framework is in my head. So I can put that down really easily and then I can come back later and I have the basic bones of what I'm going to write. So it makes so much more sense. And then I also don't feel the need to start at the start because I have an outline. I can start at the conclusion or I can start it at one of my key points halfway through. And I can only do that because I have an outline. So that has just been a, a game changer for me.
1: We've got two points for outlines. Excellent. Emma, what are you bringing us?
3: Um, I will throw in a third point for outline as well. I'm going to also throw in another um, proofreading. Um, that was so important. Uh, <laughs> I, I proofread before, you know, and thought that I was good to go. Um, but again, you know, having someone who really knows what they're doing like Lisa, be able to then take a look at it and, you um, you know, mark up kind of what needed to be changed or different thoughts and things like that. Um, that was really helpful and made me realize um, that you probably can't proofread enough, um, but eventually you do need to be brave enough to hit submit.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Well, I, I, I don't think this came up on the last podcast. So, so strong and clear, but I think it's, it's a really good point is just taking that, taking that moment to really gather yourself and gather your focus and, and how that just helps you to get into flow, to create the, the document or article that you're, that you're hoping to. Okay. Lisa, you're up with question number three.
2: So what is an area you have identified that you need to improve on? Uh, Let's start with, we'll go in the middle, Tani.
4: Uh, I've kind of got two. And my first is being able to find the time to write and time without distractions and time where I feel more creative. So I find that to be really, really challenging because often the time that I can find without distractions is not the best time for me throughout the day to be creative and for my brain to function Um, So that's one. But for me, the other one is really getting past writer's block. And I love that a lot of the resources have been on how to overcome that. So it's been quite helpful. But I still have a lot of work to do there. And I think most of the time for me, it's a confidence thing. It's I start to or I try and write something and I'm not confident in what I'm writing or it doesn't seem good enough for me. So I'll hesitate and I'll walk away and I can't quite work out how to get out of that. So that's probably the biggest thing that I know that I need to work on. And it's uh it's a work in progress. But the the resources that have been provided throughout the
2: academy are super, super helpful. I'm really glad to hear that. And I I concur around the writer's block. And for me, if I know I have something due, that's when my house is the cleanest. I will pace around, I'll sit down, get up, sit down, get up, check my email again 17 times. Um, but once you sit down and kind of force yourself, all of a sudden the flow comes. And I think there's a trust in that. And I want to share from my experience reading your work, Tani, that you should be confident in your writing because your writing is really good. It really is good. So you just, you just have to sit down, let the flow happen and turn the dial down of the voice that's not helping you get your words out. Turn that dial down and just focus in um, and uh, if I can just add to the other thing that I know that has helped me is making time to write and you know this goes back to a lot of our cherished authors that we 've been reading our whole lives is that you just you have to focus in and make the time, and you know just like if we want we make time for our workouts, we make time for other things that we love and we want to do. And so you, you have to kind of start looking at your schedule and carving out time every day, a few times a week, whatever it is to just focus and that's what you do and, and it'll all start to come together. I know it will. I know it will. Uh, Emma Marie, same question. So what's an area you have identified you need to improve on?
3: So I think for me, um, it's being as concise and clear as possible. Um, I've gotten better on making my writing more concise um, just because of the um, out, the word out, the word limits that are placed on us, which have been very helpful to kind of help me through that. Um, but sometimes still, I feel like I lack some clarity. Um, and that I think just comes with more practice, you know, that line is obviously very helpful with that, but even then, you know, sometimes I'll go off in other directions that I don't really want to go off in and then spend way too much time trying to fix it. Um, so that's something that I need to work on still.
2: Mm -hmm. And, you know, with that, and I agree you're from the articles that I have read, I can see how. It is becoming more concise, and it's almost like you have to start to bring an objective eye to your piece as you go to submit. And, you know, on the other side of things, too, when you start to get into the flow and you write, no words are ever wasted. They just might not be used at that time. So sometimes, uh, when I'm trying to get out, you know, a particular point or I'm trying to dig into something, maybe I only have a thousand words and I end up writing two. And then you kind of take the thousand words that make the most sense for that piece. And then you take the other thousand and I have a word doc that is just, is sort of like this ongoing, just Sort of cluster of random things. Well, I was trying not to swear. Uh, <laughs> oh, buckets,
1: not no, edit no, no, no. bucket. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was thinking of a different word that kind of sounds like that.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, that's we can swear. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to be nice.
2: Okay. Um, but, but so just know that too that, you know, all of your writing and all of your thoughts are valid just they might not work for a particular piece and especially knowing the the work that i've read from you and if as you start to get a little more vulnerable i think that that will be a beautiful practice for you to to just to allow the words to flow but then to just step back after it's after you've written the whole thing and say okay what makes the most sense for this piece what makes the most sense for something else later on um but yeah, it will, it will all keep coming together. It really will. And then Meg, same question. Do you want me to say it again? Oh no, it's okay. Okay.
5: Um, I think one of the areas I found that I need to improve upon is finding a balance between my own voice and kind of my research voice. Um, and I've brought this up before when I write like nonfiction truly anything, it's more difficult for me to put my voice in there because I'm so used to writing like the high school college essays where it's like you make your point and then you put in your research and then you put in more research and then you write a conclusion. Whereas at least some publications are looking for kind of a human voice along with the research. So it's been interesting for me to see how to kind of mesh that together and put in enough research, but also feel confident enough to be like people actually might want to hear what I have to say as well about this topic.
1: And I think with that, it's like just just finding examples of people in the industry that are doing it with the kind of voice that you relate to. Like um, one, one of my favorite uh, writers in the it's more nutrition and wellness is a woman called Krista Scott Dixon. Uh, she does the curriculum for PN, but if you go to her um, blog, it's called Stumptuous, um, which is hilarious in and of itself. So that that kind of gives you the 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 tone that she writes with. She's writing researched topics but really with her own voice. So I think if you can collect some examples of people who are, are writing the way in, in, that, in, the, in the area, then, then you'll start figuring out which direction you want to point yourself in.
2: Yeah, I think that's wonderful advice. And I think for anyone who wants to write, reading is such a huge part of that. And as you find writers who are writing similarly or in the same voice that, um, that you feel connected to when you write, even if they're writing about completely different topics. Uh, I think that really helps to build your courage to, to write along those same veins. Uh, Glennon Doyle is someone that I really love how she writes and how vulnerable she gets. I find it so incredibly powerful she's not writing about wellness and fitness and yoga, right. But she's writing about herself and her personal experiences and her personal journey. And so for me, that's someone that I really aspire to, but, you know, as Jen said, there's, there's lots of other writers and out there that um, just kind of keep, keep digging in. And, And this is also another really important piece of advice is as you want to get published more, you have to become more familiar with the publications you want to be published in. So, you know, there might be certain magazines that you pick up on a regular that you are quite familiar with The Voice, but if there's other ones that you want to start to become familiar with, like Women's Health is a perfect example because they've really rolled the red carpet out for you to be able to submit work. But if you've never picked that magazine up, then you definitely have to and, and read the kind of writers that they are publishing so that um not so you can be the same but you can be similar like along the same along the same lines and that will help i think
1: kind of like styling an outfit you've got to you've got to sort of match or work with it yeah Okay, so we've talked about the, the things that you've learned, your big takeaways. What, what, are you, what are you most proud of since you started the the Writers Academy? Emma?
3: Um, honestly, I'm most proud of just joining. That's um, for okay. a really long time. Um, I have looked at it for months and finally decided to jump. And jumping was one of the best things ever. So I'm just proud that I finally stepped foot into it.
1: Hear, 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 hear. Tani?
4: Kind of similar, but I guess just getting outside my comfort zone every single week because it is something that I'm not confident with. Um, The only subject that I ever failed in school was English, so I feel (laughs) – Um, it's, it's always been a weakness of mine. So yeah, just getting out of my comfort zone and forcing myself to do it is probably the thing that I'm
1: the most proud of. It, you know, like, it, it's crazy. This is just because I started following you on Instagram since you were on the Speakers Academy. And I know you do a little bit of aerial, And I'm also, that's a avid hob, hobby of mine. I think it's so funny because if you just put it in perspective, the kind of things that you have to do when you're hanging upside down on one toe in terms of, like, getting out of your comfort zone and be, like, and, and daring If you just apply that same mentality to your, to your writing, you've got this, you, you already, you already live it in, in one, in one chapter of your life.
4: No, it's crazy. I can hang up and down and spin up upside down, spin from the ceiling and be totally fine. I don't feel scared at all, but writing scares the crap out of me. So I'm going to keep working on that, but that's a really good point.
1: Yeah. And for many people, it's the reverse. So just (laughs) keeping it in perspective. All right, Meg, how about you? What are you proud of?
5: Uh, I think I'm most proud of hitting deadlines. I don't know. For some reason, I just, I have this, and it's not even that I have a track record of not hitting deadlines, but I always, even in school, have had this crippling fear that I would fall behind. That's just, it's the perfectionist in me. And so the fact that I've been able to sit down, because I haven't had to hit a a deadline in very many years because I work for myself. So I kind of just... Do what I do. So being able to hit the deadlines, I'm pretty proud of that.
1: I'm I'm glad that you said that because like that is that is not that's not something to be ignored in either of the academies. The deadlines are a real thing. And the and the reason that we put so many deadlines is to force the practice because it's the it's the repetition, the review, the application that's really going to get you better. And we know it's not easy. So Thank you for thank you for mentioning it, and we're also proud that you're hitting deadlines. I've got to like every once in a while, I I have a little banter with my husband because I tend to be hyper proactive, and he's sometimes slow to start. So I I call him sometimes a procrast hole. So you don't want to be a procrast hole. <laughs> the Writers' Academy. He's looking at me now. I think I'm getting the finger. <laughs> okay. Making a segue to the next question, Lisa.
2: Right, so um, what is the topic you selected for your your editorial, and why did you pick it? Uh, let's go over and start with Emma.
3: I'm super excited about my editorial, um, so i'm glad I'm going first. <laughs> um, so I selected I guess I'll say like my topic throughout the whole time during the course was like self-connection and self-awareness. And so with this one, I kind of took that idea, um, focusing more on mind-body connection, which is a little different. Um, And kind of throughout this like pandemic that we've all been stuck in, um, I felt this way for a while with the statistics and reading all the news articles that we really have like this invisible pandemic. Um, It's more than just an epidemic. Like it's a full-blown mental health pandemic. That's um, it. And I believe that it's kind of this invisible enemy, like, you know, it's, it's there. Um, we know it, we see it, it's in our homes, it's in our work spaces, um, it's in us. And yet, you know, here we are, everyone is struggling in different ways. Um, and so with my editorial, I wanted to shed some light on that and how the answer could be in pursuing a mind-body connection
1: really can't wait to read that
2: yeah and well and you're preaching to the choir here because this is this is what i also do is talk about mind-body connection as a way to help heal our mental well mental well-being and mental health um and i'm also i wanted to say i'm really proud and excited as well because it is challenging like i i gave everyone the opportunity to either kind of smush their three editorials together to make one big one or to start from scratch or to use bits and pieces. And, and you kind of said, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do something same, but different and start from the beginning again. And, and so congratulations. And I'm excited. I got to read everyone's outline editorial outlines yesterday. So I already know what everyone's got going on. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited and I know that it's going to be fabulous. So yeah. Awesome. Okay. Meg. Uh,
5: So throughout the course, the um, blogs I've been writing have been also about like the mind, body connection, self-awareness. And I wanted to take that a little bit further in the editorial and go for the topic, the importance of rituals for self-care, but make it um, about creating, dismantling the idea that movement is punishment and instead building up the notion that uh, physical activity is self-care and making it into a self-care ritual in order to get the maximum wellness benefits. Um, And I chose to do this because this is pretty much, I'm, everything that I preach especially in my own business and my own life is um that fitness should be first and foremost thought of as a self-care practice and it shouldn't be thought of as compensation or punishment or in terms of like calories or anything it should be because it has such benefits to mental health and I know that personally like I I have witnessed been a part of the fitness benefits to mental health. So I really want people to understand that once we dismantle diet culture within ourselves, um, that society is kind of thrown at us that says that fitness is kind of like a punishment, or you have to move because you ate this or whatever, then we can actually start experiencing the full benefits of it to our mental and emotional health and physical wellness.
1: Also sounds really amazing. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Another I think really, really, really important topic. Another topic that speaks to my heart because that's what brought me into the fitness industry and has kept me all these years is wanting to promote that very same thing that exercise is for fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's gonna be really valid uh, for our members and for our future members because there are a lot of people out there that feel the same way, but there's a lot of people out there that are still using exercise as punishment. And uh, it's time that we just share a little more love with ourselves. And I, I'm going from my memory, but I believe I saw in your outline one of the tags that said, my story. Is that right? Was that in your outline, Meg, that you were thinking about sharing a little bit of your own story? Yeah. Okay. So this will be a really good opportunity and we'll go back and forth. You know, that's why with these editorials, we've got two full weeks to work on them and there's a first draft and then we'll go back and forth a little bit. But it might be, and of course, it has to be to your comfort level, and you'll know as you're writing it how it's coming, but it might be a good opportunity for you to start playing with that voice of sharing your story and blending the research in, see how it goes. So, cool.
1: It's coming together, I can feel it.
2: Mm -hmm. I know, I kind of feel a little tingly right now as I'm talking about it, so... We'll we'll see. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. And, you know, this is the thing when we are sharing whatever part of our story, whatever that means out into the world. um, And I've done it that, you know, write it, walk away, read it, walk away, read it again, delete a few things, add a few things. But when you feel like, oh, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to do it anyways, then you hit send. And if you're still like, I If something inside of you feels tight, it's not time. And then that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Um, Tani, what are you writing about?
4: Uh, Those are both really powerful topics. I'm really excited to to read both of those editorials. Um, My topic that I chose is on burnout and kind of this idea that self-care is the prerequisite to living your best life. Um, it, it was the topic for one of my blog posts, and I had to delete hundreds of words to fit within the word limit. So for me, this is a signal that I, I obviously have a lot to say on on the topic of burnout, and it's something that I've lived myself as well. I think that um, the expectations placed on us in in today's society are huge, especially on females in the fitness industry, um, trying to feel like you need to prove yourself. Um, to, to be everything that everyone expects you to be. Uh, when I was 23, I had what doctors suspected at the time was a stroke. And it was a lot of things had led up to that point where I was so burnt out. I was not sleeping. I was not eating right. I was not drinking enough water. Um, and there are a heap of warning signs for me along the way. Um, I, I went blind twice in the week leading up to this point, And still, I ignored it. Still, I didn't go to the doctor's. Still, I chose to work for 90 hours and not sleep and put everyone else first. So um, I'm going to be talking a lot about that and the lessons that I learned and the unrealistic expectations and what can happen. And I've seen it a lot in other people around me since, which is really scary. Uh, I want to talk about the rise of of hustle culture and, and why we feel that we need to keep going, keep doing more, keep being more. Um, The impacts of FOMO or fear of missing out and how that plays into why we're trying to do so much. Um, The fear of failure and how that plays into everything and just going through some really great actionable items to try and help prevent and overcome
1: burnout. Love.
2: Yeah, it's like the triangle here because burnout also is another thing that I write about and talk about a lot and have experienced and left a very... Prominent position in the industry because of as well. So uh, I'm feeling you, and so I I know that this is also going to be another extremely important editorial that our members and future members need to be
1: reading. So thank you. And, And yeah, wow is is my is my punctuation to that. I have I have two things that that have been in my head since since uh, you were talking about uh, writer's block and editorial and um, it, it, or getting through your writer's block for your editorial. And uh, I, I think it might be useful just because we're so um, we're physical people and we're, we're used to movement. So what I do to get out of my writer's block is I go on a walk And sometimes I'm listening to a book and sometimes I'm not. But what always ends up happening to me if I go on a long enough walk is the words come in my head. And then I make myself a voice memo and then I go write it down because it's like it's like the movement unlocks me a little bit uh, because I'm really trying to like whatever it is, if I'm really trying to get across a point or trying to build a bridge or whatever it is, my, my head's going, but my body needs to start going to get it all unlocked. So that would be one thing. And then the other thing, because there, there is such an intersectionality between what the three of you are writing. I don't know if you have read the book burnout, ending the secret to ending the stress cycle, it's by Emily and Amelia. They're twins. Uh, Nagoski and A G O S K I, but it's written uh, like by uh, uh, someone who's got a, a, an academic in health sciences and a conductor. So it's uh, about connecting with the emotion and also understanding the science behind the whole processes. And uh, if, if you're looking for for inspiration and, and and even a reference for, for some of your articles, we totally recommend that book. Anyhow, is there anything else you'd like to, you'd like to add Lisa or Emma or Tani or Meg?
4: I just want to say a huge thank you to Lisa for all of her support so far. And all of her feedback has been fantastic and been really, really helpful. So thank you so much. And also thank you, Jen, for your, your tips. Definitely want to check out that book.
1: I'll, I'll I'll throw it in your in your community or send it via via Lisa. I Well, I would like to congratulate um, all of you for investing this time in yourself and in your practice because um, it's it's hard work to create space for this, especially when you're doing other things and and trying to balance all of the demands of our crazy, crazy lives. but um, it's it's really inspirational to see. Uh, you all go for it, and I'm rooting for you in the in the background. So then I will say that will do it for this week's episode of WeEFA Waves, and we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Start at the beginning, start with you. WEFA lead leadership through elevation, awareness, and discovery. In a nutshell, It's 13 weeks plus you, a partner, and a community going on an intensely supported personal deep dive into who we are, why we're here, and how we are going to make the biggest impact possible. Sound big? It's a completely transformational program that we recommend for everyone, no matter the age, experience, or background. Join us for the next edition of the WeFA Lead Program.